Network presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome. One hell of a week. We're fully into football. NFL started off. College football got into its second week. We all football. Yeah, I was all in football this week. (laughs) I was all in football for the most part, too. I didn't end up making any bets. I tried to force... Something on on our show, my pick'em show on uh, Saturday, but I I couldn't really find anything, and I was a little nervous. Anything I said, we get some totally different lineup out there, but uh, nonetheless, it was a fun week of football. Fun. The next week coming up, we're we're gonna be loaded, full slate of soccer, a lot of good soccer matchups coming yeah. up. Uh, I actually think soccer's got a little bit of a better slate than. The football this week. I will say at least college football, we get at least a couple more. At least name teams, name teams, where I'm not waiting till the uh, last minute to get some lines, and I have to text you at like 11.40. Just not as many. uh, There's not a Bama-Texas this week or a a big marquee matchup. We're we're starting to get more into the meet. Uh, Conference schedules are opening up, so less uh, D1 versus FBS schools this week. So that helps, uh, especially for betting purposes. But... As far as just you know, good football games, I think I think it's a little worse this weekend than it was last. Yeah, probably. So. But I think there's some really good soccer. I do think there's some good <laughs> soccer. Uh, probably the one we've been previewing yes. for uh, two three, weeks. Yeah, two three and, weeks uh, now. We're going to do it for a third time. Yeah. But let's get into our, our bets here. Uh, tough week in college yeah. football for you. Uh, nothing seemed to quite go your way. Um, I will say the Notre Dame continues to be profitable for you. We had those up. Notre Dame might be the one team you win money on. Hit a nice Notre Dame. Uh, hit a big Oregon, I will say. But uh. that, that was my uh, that was my one saving grace this week. If I didn't hit that Oregon bet and pull that out of my butt, uh, I really would have been in the hole. So this this kept me from going too far down in it. Yeah, uh, that Oregon got that last-minute cover. Uh, we both got the Oklahoma State one. That kept us alive. That was all I got. Uh, yeah, a couple <laughs> of the bad ones there. James Madison ended up winning but not covering. There was a uh, – They like, they were lucky to even win that yeah, game. Yeah, uh, sort of because it seemed every time it mattered they dropped down and scored. Plus, I will say this, a lot of those college games got messed up by yeah, the stupid weird weather that just rode up the East Coast and – caused a delay in about 20 games. Essentially, it felt like every game I bet on, I got some sort of delay, and then the delay didn't go my way. But James Madison, minus 5.5, didn't cover that one. What was your... What was your team? You on that rain delay? Uh, uh, the Holy Cross. Holy Cross. College. <laughs> it was like delayed like nine hours. <laughs> yeah, for one possession. Uh, yeah, my underdogs, I think I had... Uh, I think I had four games go into overtime where I had the underdog, lost all those. I had that Holy Cross game where Boston College were was punting to them in a one-possession game. Lightning delay. Nine hours later, randomly, Holy Cross has to come out there and make a game-winning drive. Uh, if we could have just expanded that game a little more, we would have had a shot, but... Uh, UT San Antonio, uh, as much as Notre Dame has won for you, I think UT San Antonio's uh, back-to-back weeks. They're they teasing me been, again this week I, with the spread, I and uh, I, I don't know if I can hop back on that. If trend. ever their offense is going to find a, a rhythm, I, I think it'll be that you, this week versus, uh, it was, was it Army or Navy? It was one of the military. 
Barry wins. Uh, I think it's Army. I think it's Army. Uh, so, but uh, once again, they struggled versus Texas State. Got the win. I I will say that. Uh, Texas State. I told you they got a good coach. Yeah. Uh, Alabama was a bad luck loser. Uh, your favorites in Houston. Uh, basically. Uh, I pick ha- against them. I lose. <laughs> Whatever you do. I pick with them. I lose. <laughs> The opposite is going to occur. I already just told you that I'm looking at this week. (laughs) They're getting seven and a half at home. Who knows what's coming out? Win versus UT San Antonio, loss versus Rice. Who would have predicted it? They got the win versus Rice. They just didn't cover. Well, yes. And it was double overtime. (laughs) Win versus Rice. Was it like 60-something to 60-something? Yes. It was absurd. I should say non-cover versus Rice. Loss. Lost me money. It it goes a loss in my book when I'm looking up and I'm going, Houston, oh, they need a double overtime for Rice. (laughs) Uh, Pittsburgh, I think we both loved. uh, Yeah. I I cowered out a little bit and only threw them in a parlay. You you put a straight bet, a small straight bet on them, and uh, they look like uh, garbage uh, versus Cincinnati. I I will say we probably won't talk about it, but I thought Cincinnati looked pretty good. Hard to judge how good or bad Pittsburgh is, but uh, that Cincy defense uh, looked pretty pretty stout. So I'm curious, as they go into the Big 12, how they're going to play because they look like one of the few ones that can really uh, sort of D you up. So uh be interesting that. Uh, we did get the Oklahoma State. I mentioned that. Uh, your three-leg parlay of Oregon, Houston, and Mississippi State. Uh, well... That one <laughs> didn't go well at all. Overall, uh, you won uh, fifteen ninety. You lost forty five hundred. Uh, almost three thousand dollars in losses. Twenty nine oh nine. Your new balance now twenty thousand six thirty six. After you had sort of bounced it back up. I got some big plays coming this week. Yes, I I know you do. Uh, my college football uh, was a sort of a mixed bag. I mentioned my uh, underdog plays. I'll just go over those. Uh, the Tulane I crossed off because I mentioned I, I wanted that quarterback to play. If the quarterback wasn't going to play, I wasn't going to take it. But we had Appy State lose in overtime. SMU, uh, just an outright loss, though they played a pretty good game. Uh, but and UAB, but uh, my Arizona-San Diego State, and then uh, my Holy Cross went down, and then, of course, Washington State, but I stupidly put them in the parlay with UConn. So uh, my best read of the day, so I could extort a little extra money by putting the easy UConn in there. I should have known better because the UConn wasn't that good, but lost that one. Uh, Straight bet-wise, I was pretty good. Kansas on Friday, I really, really liked that one. Yeah. Uh, And then um, Tulane was on there but crossed off. I also lost on the James Madison. App State was a good one. Liberty was a good one. I couldn't believe they were only 10 versus New Mexico State. That seemed very strange. But uh, And Arizona uh, was a pretty good one, but I also had UConn in there who were awful. Uh, James Madison, my parlays did not do great. Uh, went 0 for 4 on them, had 2, 2 out of 3s on that. Uh, my totals were Really off this week. I should have abandoned them. I sent you the text. I don't like any of these numbers. I still found four in there. Ended up uh, going one and three on those. Uh, but I did make some money on a couple of my uh, money line parlays. I lost Alabama, Colorado. I thought once I 
sealed that Colorado one, I was pretty safe. I had a nice little cash out option online, and I was like, nah, don't do that. Uh, it was paying about three fourths <laughs> of what it would have paid uh, earlier in the day, but I didn't do it. I was like, just let it ride, tried to get the money line. Yeah. And then, uh, Oak State Liberty two-leg money line parlay uh, was a four-unit, and then Kansas James Madison also a two-leg money line parlay. Uh, paid uh, thirteen hundred on a four-unit play there at plus one thirty-two. Overall, I won uh, forty-nine hundred, lost forty-seven fifty. So a uh, solid hundred and fifty-dollar week where I gambled uh, probably about uh, nine thousand dollars worth. Of. So uh, anytime you gamble that much and come back with one fifty, I don't know if it's some good rewards points with yeah. those, those numbers. Don't feel great, but uh, <laughs> my balance is at twenty-five two forty-seven, uh, mostly off the week zero. I was awful in week one. Uh, I, I don't know quite what I wasn't bad, but I certainly wasn't good uh, this week. Uh, NFL. Uh, was a mixed bag for you. You hit your high unit play, so you really you read the board better than I did on our straight bets. I was off on my straight bets, but you're Atlanta uh, minus three and a half, uh, Tennessee plus three. That was a <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, you know, this is also just what the NFL is. You have that Tennessee game, you get the cover there. You have that Jacksonville minus four and a half where Indy was basically sitting on the goal line for a freebie backdoor cover. Well, there. I was I was <laughs> texting you. I was like, I'm about to lose this bet. For some reason, they, they ran Anthony it. Richardson. Uh, he bangs his shoulder, gets hurt. Well, you have to throw in. Well, Richardson. you know, the thing is, and I guess we'll get to it when we can talk to the yeah. game, but... The Titans take the field goal in yeah. a situation where they shouldn't. <laughs> and, the and the Colts, Colts. should have kicked a field goal Colts. because they could still go with the onside kick and go for the touchdown, and, and they go for it yes. instead of kicking the field goal. But, hey, it saved me two bets. That's so. correct. Uh, Miami Chargers, we both had the over on that one. That was smooth successful. sailing yeah, there. Uh, we knew exactly what was going there. Uh, none of your touchdown scores hit. None of your first touchdowns hit. Uh, and you missed on uh, your parlays, at Falcons, uh, Jags, and uh, your boys in Seattle. Yes, well, we Seattle. <laughs> if, if that Seattle script flips, I'm profitable. I'm pretty yes, sure because they would, I would hit that parlay yes, and I would hit and, their. And uh, I had the four unit play yes, on them correct. straight. That so. was your difference in winning a whole lot and uh, losing a little bit here. Uh, you lost six sixty four uh, in that, so your balance yeah, goes. Seattle down. Seattle goes the other way. I'm making a thousand dollars. So we both got burned on that. Me on the uh, Seattle side of things also got burned. My straight bets were awful, but uh, when you trusted the Steelers, Seahawks, Broncos, and uh, I was talking to you for some reason, Giants was there. <laughs> so I, I didn't even like it. I wasn't it tied for like the largest <laughs> shutout loss of all time. Yeah, uh, I think I think on opening uh, week. Oh, okay, so opening week. I okay. think there were a lot of uh, ESPN parameters there. We yeah, they sometimes they go really deep in the stats there. And the wind was four miles an hour, but. Uh, um, didn't hit a ton of my props, only hit a couple of them. Uh, Calvin Ridley uh, was a decent one. I, I bailed myself out. Had him in fantasy. Yeah, uh, a little bit with Stefan Diggs. Um, receiving yards, I probably should have put more than the one-unit play on Jefferson, over 100. Uh, but I didn't, and it probably won't be even money for the rest of the year for that. So uh, the one thing I did that uh, won me money was uh, I probably don't recommend doing so many teasers, but it seemed like 
The lines were a little off this week, and nobody knew quite what you were expecting. So I did a lot of teasers. I hit three out of uh, my five teasers. Uh, the one I missed, of course, had the Seahawks in there. But uh, my uh, my favorite was the three-leg rookie quarterback money line parlay where I had uh, Ravens, Falcons, Jacks. <laughs> right, that uh, rookie quarterback. Uh, that paid plus 167. That was a two-unit play. Uh, <clears throat> Saints, Ravens, Commanders, seven-point teaser. Falcons, Browns, Dolphins, seven-point teaser. And then my total under-teaser of uh, Niners, Panthers, and Eagles. Hit that. Uh, I won 5,300. I lost 61.24. Lost about 7.74. Your straight bets hurt you. Yeah. Uh, Straight bets were... Just awful this week. Uh, my reads, other than the Cleveland Browns, uh, was pretty much uh, every team that done yeah. it out uh, this week. So uh, 24225 uh left for me on the budget on that one. No soccer to go over. So uh, let's get into some college football. Uh, I want to talk top four teams here. and I, Okay. I'm a little <clears> – <throat> this is more what I've seen – Teams play. I got to watch a lot of teams uh, this yeah. week uh, play college football more than I did. So week this is one. like a power rankings. Yeah, not, not it's necessarily sort of a power. It's like right now. Okay. If you told me pick the four best teams in college football right now, I think Florida State has to be there. Uh, definitely with their win over LSU, that's probably other than Texas the best win on the board so far by a team. Uh, I think Notre Dame. Granted. You probably don't look at that NC State win, but I think playing those first two weeks and going to NC State and winning that game and winning it pretty easy, I guess it was a little tight there for sort of the first half. And I just think that defense-offense combination right now. I think Notre Dame's pretty yeah. tough. Texas probably has the best win on the board. I, I What you think of the Bama team, I don't know, but they're still going to win nine games. and Going in there and winning in Alabama, that yeah. is something, and... Washington, uh, it's the only one who's sort of played a little bit of a soft schedule, but I still think beating Boise State means more than, you know, Georgia waxing two teams that literally uh, have no one. And, uh, you know, Michigan, whose schedule, the only one whose schedule is as much of a joke is probably Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, USC piling up points uh Versus complete nobodies as well. Doesn't impress me that much. So this is what I've seen. I think Florida State, Notre Dame, Texas, Washington. Probably the four best teams I've seen so far this year. You you like anybody else in there that, I mean, has at least played somebody? I mean, you mentioned the ones uh, that I think are kind of outside that top four that should be right there, yeah. but... It's really kind of a wait and see when they play That's, real teams. I want to see it's, them. You know, it's the Georgia, it's the USC, it's the Ohio State, it's yeah. the Michigan. There's a good handful of teams that potentially could be right there, yeah. but they haven't really done need, anything. I need at least one win of yeah. substance. I'm not grading <sighs> Georgia because they can beat up on Paul State at home. Uh, so it's these teams at least have played a couple teams at least semi on their level. And, yeah. uh, you know, Washington probably the softest. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens when um, But I think when if you, some of the marquee, there's not many, yeah. but the marquee Big Ten games. Yeah. Like, I'm interested to see, you know, Penn State might be better than Ohio State and Michigan yeah. this year. Um, that, but that's, they're on my radar because yeah. I've liked the way they've looked. Yeah. Uh, and you know how hard that is for me to I say. told you in preview. But, but it's still early. I want to see them play yeah. a step up. And, but from what we've seen now, 
you're you're definitely right. Yeah. Florida State's probably Florida State and Texas, I think, have the two most yeah. impressive wins. Uh, but Notre Dame's been consistent. I think they've been the most consistent team yeah. out there. You've they, got they the defense, them, offense. Yeah, they're well rounded. Um, they they play smart. I think uh, for the most part, and, and then Washington, you know, just puts up a ton of yeah. points. Yeah, I I think watching what I watched Central Florida and how yeah. they struggled to score yeah. first Boise. I thought that was going to be – I thought Boise was – I watched that Washington-Boise game, and Washington threw up 60 on them running like they weren't even there. So yeah. that's and, what moved them up and not grabbing one of those sort of teams that hasn't played anybody but you think are good. So yeah. uh, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about this Texas-Alabama game because I don't have it in my list. I have it in my rankings. What would you make of it? I, I just think Texas was the better team watching it. Uh, I, know, I turned it off after three quarters. It was quite a boring game. Because I was like, Texas is the better team here. And there was nothing really. Maybe. I, I'm not going to write Bama off. You yeah. know, I love how everybody, you know, Bama's done. They aren't winning anything. Um, they lose to a They could still win team. the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> and you win the SEC, you're in the playoff. That's, I just... When Bama loses to, you know, Mississippi State or something that is a six-win team, then I'll start to write Bama off. Losing to probably a top six team, one of your teams who you thought would be in the playoff and challenge and for a national championship does not alter my thing. I was I was really interested to see that, you know, Bama's offense was yeah. just dead. Uh, we've gotten used to the past few years of seeing pretty much a high-flying, yeah. explosive offense in Bama. You know, people think old-school Bama run the ball when actually they've, you know, the past five or six years, they've been a really pass-heavy offense yeah. with stud wide receivers and quarterbacks, and it just looked like they were lacking those elite yeah. players. Uh, maybe some of their recruiting edges, you know, been a little bit spread out to these other teams, the, the Texases and the, the Georgias. You know, NIL may have an impact on that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think they did want to shift and probably judging from more to a ground-and-pound attack, yeah. which is probably what they're suited to. The problem was their defense didn't come with them yeah. this week. Uh, I mean, I think we'll get into it a little bit with A&M, and sometimes, you know, they spent probably the last 10 years, you know, perfect on hitting with the recruits, and, you know, sometimes recruits don't hit, and I think some of those defensive guys who we think – are going to be elite guys, just haven't turned into elite guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could say the same thing on offense because uh, basically uh, the last 20 receivers they have are your, like, 15 best receivers in the league. They have three quarterbacks from the last three years who yeah. are starting NFL games. So, you know, I, I think that's just sometimes, you know, they've been five for five in quarterbacks and a list of receivers, so you just – Maybe it's just a little miss there, but I think the defense is what they thought they'd be sort of back to and able to control games that, and it just they weren't able to get any pressure on the quarterback in this game. Uh, Texas's receivers, I, I will say, were are ridiculously good at yeah. getting down the field, and if Quinn can get them the ball, uh, they're going to be open streaking down the field. I, 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 I don't say it often, but Texas has a lot of talent now. <laughs> Uh, if you can trust Steve to, <laughs> to run the slate here, it, it'll be interesting. So uh sh should be interesting to watch Texas the rest of the year because uh, I was I was very, very impressed with their talent. It wasn't just talk. Uh, a lot of those guys look like legit dudes who will be playing uh, on Sunday. Uh, 
want to touch on Notre Dame a little bit. I, I mentioned I, I thought that was a really, really nice win to just go into NC State and be like, we're the better football team. Uh, what'd you make of that win? It was a really slow start. Um, then they had a weather delay. And then Notre Dame came out, scored like an 80-yard touchdown on the first play after the weather delay, and that was yeah. pretty much the difference in the game, and, and they just kind of put it away. I I worry a little bit about their um, consistency on offense. Yeah. I think their defense is solid. They, they have probably the best offensive line in the country. Yeah. They can run the ball. Um, but it seemed like there was – I think they had like the first well, – I mean, NC State wasn't much better, but uh, I think the first – seven or eight total possessions between both teams yeah, were like was, three and outs. It was slow. It took almost to the end of the first quarter before a team got a first down. But then Notre Dame, once they took control of that game, they just buried them. Well, that, I think that's why I, I sort of liked them uh, because you saw that. Their defense kept them in when yeah. their offense wasn't flowing. And I think when you have somebody like Hartman, once he found that rhythm, yeah. they were running. They were able to run the ball. Play action was hidden. I don't think their receivers are great, great. But I think that mix, they once they find their flow, they're hard to stop, and yeah. their defense can keep them well, in and, those and, games. And Hartman can hit guys if yeah. they're open. I mean, if he's getting protection, he can put it on a dime. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious uh, if they can run the table here. I've just liked what I've seen from Notre Dame. Let's get into a couple of the other games. <clears throat> there weren't a ton. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that Illinois-Kansas game. Um you were all over this one. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really impressed with Kansas. That football, if Daniels can stay healthy, this, they were able to just dominate on both sides of the ball. Defense, it, it looks like a Lance Leopold full team here. Defense, offense, they can hit explosive plays, but they can also control the clock. They just dominated Illinois and took them out. Now. You know what you think of Illinois, but if you told me Kansas was moving to the Big Ten, I'd say they could win that Big Ten West side of things. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm a little curious if they can be a. I, I I think they can be the contender here in the Big Twelve. I I'm I'm just interested to see what they do when they well, step up and play the big boys. It is Illinois? Yes. So just pump the brakes a little bit there because you, you know while we were big on Illinois in our preview, yeah. they haven't shown us anything this year, and no. they might just be bad. Yeah. Uh, granted, they did beat a Toledo team who scored seventy plus points the week before, but uh, um, it, it was for Texas Southern, so we'll balance that out a little bit. I'll just they look impressive defensively, which was their problem <coughs> last year. Offensively, I think you know you're going to be oh, able yeah. to get points. The other thing is Daniels has to play. To be elite and maybe reach that 10 uh, win mark, Daniels has to play. The other guy is good. Uh, I mean, he's probably played as many games as Daniels has. He just doesn't have that extra sort of niche. It, it becomes probably a 7-8, 6-win team if that other guy is playing. I think if Daniels stays healthy, this team could creep into the 9-10 win mark, uh, you know, uh We'll see what the other Big 12 teams look like, but I haven't been overly impressed with Baylor or Texas Tech. Uh, Kansas State looked pretty good, I, I thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, they look like Kansas State uh, uh, with a little bit more of a passing game. I, I thought uh, Will Howard looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's move on from this one. Uh, I think this was probably the biggest disappointment uh, of the week. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss-Tulane, it, it still was a good game, but... 
I, I wanted to see that quarterback. And yeah, that was disappointing uh, having him ruled out before yeah. the game. I was I was kind of bummed because I thought this was going to be quite the showdown. It yeah. turned out to be it was a pretty good. The score did not indicate what the game was because Ole Miss yeah. got that cheap, uh, you know, defensive touchdown as Tulane was driving down. I, I think Tulane has their starting quarterback. They're very yeah. capable of winning this game. Yeah. Oh, I the the way passes were open and what I think of that. I honestly think that Tulane kid's probably the second best, at, at least. Legit quarterback who can go play NFL Sundays out there. You know, Caleb Williams is probably up here. There are a couple guys I'm looking at, and I think that guy's right up there. Just, it, there's not much to talk about. Just disappointing because I, I think we were both hyped to watch this game, watch Tulane get a shot versus yeah. Old Miss, and then the way the game turned out, you're like, man, if they had had that guy, this could have been something. So uh, disappointing there. Old Miss ends up with, a, I think, a decent win, and, Half the people won't even remember <laughs> that the quarterback didn't play, and it'll probably look even better six weeks. But it's from like now. when they scheduled that non-conference game. Was Tulane even any good? No, they were. <laughs> I so think, I don't think Ole Miss knew when they were going yeah. on the road to Tulane in week two that it was going to be a tough matchup. Well, I think there was talks of Fritz <laughs> getting canned because uh, he had those two down. I mean, down years. He still won six, seven games, but uh, you know. Uh, Texas-Miami, this was an interesting one. Miami tried hard early to give it away, but uh, I think the better team just went out there. Uh, I think you saw a lot of sort of what people thought of Van Dyke last year coming into Miami. Yeah. He made, he's one of those, I'm look, he made ridiculous throws. And, uh, you know, speaking of team who does a lot of recruiting and has a lot of fancy players, um, offense didn't, I think look great. I mean, their scores came off Miami stupidness, and uh, the defense. The defense was awful. Which you know has all these loaded guys, but don't seem to do anything. Uh, just got shredded by that Miami team once Miami hit its stride. Yeah, I wonder how um, how small that buyout's getting because yeah. uh, a lot of these issues you see with Texas A&M seem to be be coaching yeah. and, and putting players in the right positions because they have the talent there. Uh, they have the fan base. They have the stadium. They have the facilities. What's the missing piece here? Because if they wanted to make the next step and get back to where Texas A&M needs to be, this was the game they needed to win. Um, I think, you know, kudos to Miami. It still doesn't quite show me enough yet. No. Because A&M may just be bad yeah. again. And Miami did its dumb things early. They yeah. were able to overcome it, but they had the uh, – uh, turnover early, and then the stupid dropped punt when, uh, you know, on the five-yard line when A&M couldn't move the ball at all and just give them free touchdowns. So I, I think you learn a little bit more about A&M from this one than you do Miami. Yeah. Um, just because I, I think A&M may just be what they've been the last three years, and the patience is going to run out yeah. on Fisher very soon. I am curious to see what we get from Miami. I still didn't love the defense, but offensively, uh, if Van Dyke can stay like that, you have a pro-level quarterback. Well, and the ACC's throws. pretty yeah. weak. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you the text earlier about Clemson when they were struggling with Charleston Southern. Do we make a bet if they can even win the Big South Conference? So uh, we'll see what uh, sort of goes on uh, with Miami, if they can keep growing uh, there. Uh, they're one of those teams as more wins flow, the yeah. stadium gets a little bit more and more. <clears throat> they might actually have up. people yeah. there. Yeah, it'd it, be nice if they had a stadium, you know, on campus. Well, yeah, I I think that land costs a lot of money. So uh, anyway, uh, UCF Boise State was uh, 
I, you know, anytime Central Florida can go in there and you win at Boise, it's something to be said. Uh, I was expecting a bigger difference yeah. uh, in talent here, especially uh, it, this game actually makes me think higher of Washington. Yeah, that's uh, what I was. Because I was expecting UCF to come in and blow out Boise because, you know, Washington handled Boise. Yeah. I was like, oh, Boise's bad. But this one was a bit of a fight. Yeah, Boise State's defense looked much, much better in this yeah. one. Offense is still a struggle. That quarterback is good, but really, really raw. It's just bad mistakes and bad times. It's sort of the, it's sort of the reason why maybe they didn't use him last year. Is there? There's a lot there to work with, but it's not there yet. And that offense gets stalled behind. Uh, kicking problems continue to be a Boise State thing. Uh, but big win for Central Florida here as they. Uh, sort of creep closer to their sort of Big 12 season and see if they can be contenders in there. Uh, but that's a huge road win, uh, even if it's probably not the best Boise State team yeah. uh, we've seen. Uh, <clears throat> it, you go in there and win. That's uh, a big deal. All right. Uh, you want to look ahead to this week's yeah. games? I, I know you've already sent me a couple. A couple caught my eye this week. Uh, we sort of get the... Uh, First half taste of Penn State here. I, we mentioned uh, we've liked the way they've looked, but they haven't really played anybody. Go to Illinois here. Not a great sort of Illinois team, I think, but certainly one that if Penn State's offense isn't scoring, which has been their problem, we get the uh, typical... Uh, Big Ten game of I don't think that's been their problem 10. this year, though. No, they've been able that, to pass. I think that's the difference. And that's what I'm asking. Can they go in there and pass the ball and continue to dominate here versus Illinois? Uh, if I had to lean on this spread, it'd be it'd be taking Penn State to cover yeah. the 14.5. I think this is going to be a big win, uh, especially what we've seen from Illinois, just crappy. Yeah. But like you said, the, the classic Big Ten grueling matchup could rear its ugly head. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll get a better feel of what Illinois – Actually, yeah. is if they can, they got this one at home. At least hang around. In but this one. they had, they had Toledo at home. Yes, and and barely got that one. Yeah, I, but I that might just be Illinois style. That was their <laughs> style last year too, just close and gross. Uh, but at least a, a step up in competition here for Penn State, uh, LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, I I wouldn't say overly impressed with Mississippi State over the weekend, but uh, enough to sort of get it done. I, I think that speaks to more to Arizona. I, re- I told you I, I really liked the way Arizona looked. Went in there, played a good game. Mississippi State played a solid game. LSU comes in there, get our second look at LSU playing another competent team here. Uh, first go around Florida State might be more than a competent team, so uh, this is probably a must-must win here for LSU. These are the games they, they sort of took a hold of last year and sort of how they snuck their way into the uh, win in the SEC. What do you make of this LSU? I've, I've got a little bit of lean here, and I think it's going to be one of my plays this week. Um, I was just looking at some stats, and I saw a couple other guys' podcasts, and they were talking about this. Um, while LSU did dominate Grambling last yes. week, they gave up over 200 yards rushing to Grambling. Um, and, and guess what Mississippi State did a lot against Arizona? They really tried to... Uh, emphasize the run game, yeah. uh, which is different, which is weird because you know, uh, uh, Will Rogers, yeah, uh, has been throwing the ball like crazy yes. at Mississippi State, 
and uh, he didn't have hardly very many pass attempts. They're running the ball, so I I think they might be able to find some success rushing the ball against LSU. Keep this a low scoring game. I I. I think LSU gets the win, but I'm I really like the points here. Yeah, getting it, ten at home. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think we still got a little bit of LSU. I think they <laughs> think they can make the step. I, I'd probably stay away from this game. You know how I feel about taking, you know, large road favorites. So uh, and I didn't quite a, get a great feel of mistake. I watched that game came in, coming away more like Arizona can't hang with these teams. As long as they're giving them plus, I'll probably be more right Arizona uh, than I will be sort of. I, I just don't have a feel what Miss State is. I, I might not have a feel all year. Uh, it's also an early game. I think it's a noon kickoff. It is. Uh, next up, I I marked this one down because I'm interested. Because I watched all that Wisconsin-Washington State games doing in my uh, seat. I did have the spread, which I wasn't worried about, but I was like, why did you try to get a little extra boost uh, with on, the, <laughs> on the freaking parlay when all you had to do was just put some extra money on the stupid Washington State? Uh, I, I Wisconsin looked exactly like what Wisconsin looked like last year going yeah. into Washington State. Granted, Georgia Southern has not played elite competition. Yeah. They've scheduled some dogs, but I, I do think they can play football a little bit here. <clears throat> 19 seemed like a lot for a team that I just thought was garbage versus Washington State. Weren't all that impressive the week before versus uh, Utah State, I believe they played. Yeah. They didn't cover that one. I think Georgia State can go, Georgia Southern could go in there and give them a little bit of a game. I was shocked this line was at nineteen. Yeah, I'm not so I'm not sold on this one. This will be a stay away from me. I just, you know, despite Wisconsin playing badly, the talent gap here between these two teams is massive. And going into Wisconsin, I just, I, I yes, it's a big spread, probably too big for me to even think about considering Wisconsin. But I, I don't. I'm not certain Georgia Southern can cover that either. So I think this is a stay away. The thing that makes Georgia Southern's going to try to run the ball and control game, Wisconsin looked like they had no passing game. Uh, defense looked okay, but, you know, Washington State bullied them. I, I just wonder, one, if the Wisconsin fans start to turn on this team. You know, if it's – I think it'll be a low-scoring – Game similar to the Utah State game where it's Wisconsin might be able to get out to 20, and it's 2016, 2015, 2010. But if this thing sits around 10-10 at, like, halftime, Georgia Southern's like, oh, we have a chance here. Yeah. Uh, things start to change. I think the Wisconsin fans start to turn and start questioning uh, why are we now losing to Georgia Southern after that bad game versus Washington State. I just have my eye on it. I don't know if it can happen because I don't quite know, you know, Georgia Southern's level yet because they've played sort of weak competition. I just have not liked what I've seen from Wisconsin for two weeks in a row here. I should have been more aggressive on that Washington State one. I knew it. I think I that was yeah. one of the few. Yeah. I told you early. I like I had my eye on this one, yeah. and then I didn't follow through because I got greedy and was trying to pair it with something. Another one I have my eye on. I don't think. They will lose two games at home. But this one's a little interesting here. North Dakota versus Boise State. Uh, North Dakota's a subdivision team, but uh, these Dakotas and what do we 
grassland plain type teams have had a large, large rivalry for a very long time. A lot of them played in the lower tiers against each other. They're all very good football teams. Uh, Boise State's the one who continued to accelerate their program and want to move up. I mean, I think we both know North Dakota State. If they wanted to make that jump to Division you know, one, they could easily make that jump. But I, I worry a little bit North Dakota marks this game down, takes it pretty serious. They're a solid football team. I don't know if they can go into Boise State, but uh, I'm wondering <clears throat> if Boise State's you know, they don't start 0-2 a whole lot and don't start 0-2 with a loss at home a whole lot. If they're a little down and this game gets close, what happens there a little bit? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know if they can lose twice I'm at curious home. what this number is going to be yeah, now. We'll, It'll be one of those. We'll find out like a <laughs> yeah. few hours before kickoff. That's going to be an 11.55 text, I'm sure, to you if you have money left. <laughs> uh, but I'm interested here because I, I think North Dakota... You know, Boy, talk about a downward spiral if, yeah, if Boise loses this that's, one. It just seems like a weird run for them to schedule. They've they've sort of avoided scheduling, you know, a, a lot of those other teams in and around their area that, you know, they certainly didn't schedule North Dakota State, but they don't schedule South Dakota. Yep. They don't schedule Idaho a lot. Uh, you know, not that that, <laughs> that one would not be that much of a worry. Uh, but... Uh, it, I just, it's an eye on. Another one I had my eye on, mostly just because the spread caught me off guard a little bit here, because, uh, I mean, we talked about it. Uh, Georgia's 27.5-point favorites here versus South Carolina. I, I know South Carolina didn't look good for North Carolina, but uh, well, here's my thing: spread in a conference game like this? This is not last year's Georgia. Yeah. Um, they lost a lot of talent off of this team, and... I'm curious to see how they do, especially on the defensive side of things. Yeah. They've lost some dominant players. Uh, I mean, we saw how good dude on the Eagles looked yes. this past Sunday. Uh, I mean, they had NFL guys on that team yeah. last year. Uh, they're not there on that defense. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if they don't get pressure on Rattler, I mean, every now and then he pops out some good game. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about how we think Georgia may fall apart. Not fall apart, but – slip up a little bit this year and, and not remain perfect, you know, almost 28 points. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't think I was, because I South Carolina, I didn't think played ver- good versus North Carolina. I was just as stunned at the spread with it. If you move this spread to even like 21, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay. But, you know, we're, we're talking four touchdowns here. I what have we seen from Georgia? We know nothing about this Georgia team, and this Georgia team does not have the same people that it's had the last two years. It's going off name. So I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger. This one's probably one of those I have to think about because the other thing you know I hate is sitting there watching this South Carolina team look like crap and have to do crazy stuff. They uh, do have a nut job for yeah. a coach. So uh, it interesting I, I will say and another one that's the spread caught me a little bit uh, I, I know San Diego State didn't look great versus UCLA but 24 and a half San Diego State Oregon State I know they're going there but it's uh, a lot of respect for Oregon State that's I, I the only thing I could think of was two weeks in a row they're tired of losing money on Oregon State because uh, that just seemed big uh, yeah Three, three and a half touchdowns is yeah, a lot. I, 
I don't know if San Diego State, I it wouldn't be one I pick upset. This was just more when I, I looked at the spread and was like, wow, uh, Vegas starting to respect Oregon State a little bit here and, and might think yeah. of them a little bit more than maybe some other people slot. You know, we were big on them, but I, I think they think Oregon State's maybe the second best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean. Judging from this spread, because, I mean, the uh, UCLA spread was. I think it was like 14, yeah, 15. Yeah, it was two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, road environment. You yeah. know, UCLA doesn't really pack their stadium out very much. Yes. Oregon State does. Uh, they I got, think I'd maybe understand it if it was later in like A little bit winter. further north, you yeah. know. It's a longer travel time. But I don't know, 24 and a half, that's a lot of respect for Oregon yeah. State for a team that usually doesn't get the respect. Yeah, it's interesting, I, I thought. Um, next up, uh, I think this is a... This one confused me. Yeah, it's a good battle, I, I will say that. Uh, Minnesota, North Carolina... North Carolina's seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Did you watch that Minnesota-Nebraska game week one? Yeah. I I, I think I think they – well, I mean, who does read North Carolina well other than I when they play Appy State? It's going to be a close game. Um, it probably depends what you think of Appy State. I think we both think Appy State is a good football team. I think we both thought Appy State – yeah, especially coming off that win of North Carolina, South Carolina, that North Carolina was going to be a little bit down. Minnesota, uh, a what well, I don't even know what to refer to the Nebraska win as, other than they won the football game. Yeah, yeah both sides looked awful, and uh, Nebraska somehow looked even worse <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, you know, they beat Eastern Michigan, but once again, I will not. I would not call it a a football-dominating performance. It yeah. was a team that had better players than the other team. I, I, I just look at this matchup, and I just don't know how... I mean, even if North Carolina doesn't play their best game, I don't know how Minnesota can match the points North Carolina's yeah. going to be able to put on the board. Even if it's, you know, 28 points. I, I don't know if Minnesota can get, you know, 14. Well, that's... I. I, I I just I don't I don't understand I I like North Carolina probably like I said up to two touchdowns here yeah. so I, they're going to be one of my plays for sure I think North Carolina is the better team here they are the hosts and uh, uh, the other thing is I think they're better tested I believe it two is, weeks in a it row is in Chapel yes, Hill yeah. yes uh, two weeks in a row they've played South Carolina and Appalachian so they they're ready for tough yeah. games I don't this is probably the weakest of the three think, teams they've played I think Minnesota thought it was going to play a tough game versus Nebraska which it was a tough game but uh, yeah. it looked like a high school football yeah, game uh, they let Jeff Sims <laughs> do some things and only towards the end <laughs> did he start turning the ball over uh, numerous times a game so interesting one there. Uh, another one I'm interested here, Rutgers, two weeks in a row, played, uh, what do I, winning football. I'll call it winning football here. Virginia Tech, uh, this program is dying quickly here. <laughs> yeah. uh, lost at home versus Purdue. I, I thought for sure they'd just still have a, at least a little enough home field advantage to be able to beat Purdue at home. They were not, uh, Purdue thoroughly outplayed them. Uh, Rutgers, it, it keeps creeping up their line. Uh, they're getting a little more respect. I told you I thought they could get to like six wins here uh, if they started. Well, what it was, it. well, you said it was year three for Shiano yeah. the first time he was yeah. at Rutgers. It's year three this time around, I and think, isn't it? I thought he could get to six. They had to start three and oh. Yeah. Uh, they got the first two pretty easy. 
I'm curious your thoughts here. You think this is? I just don't. I I don't know what the morale is of Virginia Tech. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be just completely just. Well, it'll what are they be playing sunk for? If they <laughs> yeah. go into Rutgers and well, lose, I mean, Rutgers has nothing to lose in this game. They're yeah. they're they're happy. They're playing well, and Virginia Tech's just trying to stay alive. And I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, and I will say Rutgers' offense has looked almost functional the yeah. last two weeks. Hey. It's not going to score with the elite, but uh, it's a functional, simplistic offense that can run the ball, can throw play-action passes, and then uh, they beat you up on the defensive side of the ball. So if you aren't capable of scoring points, which Virginia Tech was not capable of scoring points on yeah. Purdue, uh, I think Rutgers starts 3-0, and and maybe they can hit that six-win mark. Uh, we'll see. Uh this one was interesting yeah. because it's a team you like, and yeah. I think it's a team that can play good football. Um, you know, hard to judge because Ohio State hasn't looked great, but they haven't needed to look great. The offense looks like they're trying different things. They've been yo-yoing quarterbacks. Now I think they said um, they picked a starter, and that's what they're going to do. Uh, I think it's the kids that started the two games, not the other one who's been coming in. Uh, 28 for Ohio State versus Western Kentucky here. Um any chance Western Kentucky can just get this into a shootout and uh, and light it up? I think so. I think Ohio State lacks the physicality that they've had. Well, that's in, what in years I was past. curious. Um, and I, I just I don't know if they're going to be able to disrupt Western Kentucky's offense. And I think Western Kentucky gets some points on the board. The other number I was looking at was on the over on yeah. this. I think it was low sixties. Um, I, I think Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State's going to win this yes. game. I don't. I mean, unless something really crazy happens, I don't see Western Kentucky going into Columbus and getting this upset. But uh, they can put points up on the board. They got a good offensive mind at coach. Uh, pretty good offense, uh, and I could see this being a forty to twenty something game. But twenty eight's a little large. This is another one I would put probably around twenty one. Yeah, I was the the way I could see it going is you know how Ohio State's lost its game where their defense just collapsed, and it does become that shootout where the teams are just trading. If they could get some stuff, if Western Kentucky's offense can't, you know, get some open plays, you know, Ohio State lives off defensive pass rush. Uh, if they aren't getting that, then I think this could be a little bit of a game. Otherwise, it's probably going to be a shootout. But another one of those, I thought the spread was a little bit bloated and a little maybe – People don't know that Western Kentucky can put points on the board yeah. here. Now, whether they can stop Ohio State, I yeah. don't know. But Ohio State hasn't been scoring uh, versus worse teams than Western Kentucky. So that's a little concerning. But you don't know how much they sort of just start trying things uh, because they haven't really needed to score uh, so far. Uh, <coughs> next one, uh, you want to call it one of the biggest games of the week? Yeah, it is for us, <laughs> or me anyway. <laughs> In the 90s, it was one yeah. of the biggest games. Uh, uh, Tennessee's sort of at least replenished some talent, but it, it's certainly not the talent these two teams had in the 90s. I, I will say that. Uh, Tennessee, Florida. Uh, Tennessee's going there six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I think everybody's a little nervous off the Austin P game, but I, I think everybody sort of doesn't know what to expect here. Because I don't think either anyone knows quite what Florida is. You know, you got the Utah game, didn't look great, but they kept it semi-close. Uh, you mark off the McNeese State game. 
uh, which is probably Florida did what we thought we were going to do to Austin P. Yep. You don't know what to make of that game. It's just, I think it's a weird game that nobody quite knows I, what to make here. I'm nervous, uh, one, simply because Tennessee never has success in the yes. swamp. We've won twice there, like, in the last 50 years. Uh, you know, each one about 20-something years apart. So never finding much success in the swamp. Um you know, some positives, Tennessee. I think the offense has been very vanilla. I think they've been hesitant to show anything. Um, both of the teams they've played the last two weeks, they could have beaten by just running the ball every single play. But in those regards, some of the plays that they did call, Milton was missing throws. I'm concerned about that. And Florida's, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's talent on that team. I don't know why, uh, you know, people think Florida's going to be Absolutely terrible. I mean, it was a pretty good Utah team they lost yeah. to. Um, if In Utah. I, I think the thing is, and, and Florida has a little bit of an edge here because they're the home team, they're going to have to dictate the pace of this game, and they're going to have to make it ugly, uh, force Tennessee into third and longs. I think if this gets into a shootout, it's to Tennessee's advantage um, just because we're the probably more talented offensive team. Um, but Tennessee tends to shoot, shoot themselves in the foot and get into third and da- third and long in a matter of seconds, and if Milton's not going to be that consistent passer, they're not going to be able to convert those. And and if Florida, you know, they didn't have very many rushing yards, and that's probably what lost them the game against Utah. Utah, Utah just stuffed them on defense. Um, but they got a lot of rushing yards against McNeese State. I mean, yeah, it is McNeese State. But if they can get somewhere in between those two rushing yards and get over, you know, 150 yards rushing, Florida might be able to control this well, game. Well, that's what – I don't think we know what Tennessee's defense is. I, yeah. It's one of those things where it drives me nuts to hear how much improved the defense is when you're playing Virginia two, and Austin two P. teams who have no offense. And quite honestly, Austin P sort of moved the ball half okay. Better for, than Virginia. You know. Um, and I think the offensive questions come, how much does it have to be sort of vanilla because of the quarterback, uh, you know, it looks – the offense has looked similar to what it looked like when Joe Milton has played quarterback for Tennessee in the past. There are plays, and then there are plays that are missed, and that was the whole reason Hooker took over because those plays didn't get missed. And with an offense that plays so fast and will have times where they go three and out, you can't miss those explosive plays. Yeah. Because you're going to give the ball right back up if those explosive plays are missed. That's when Florida can control the clock, especially if the defense can't control the run. We saw that Austin Peay quarterback run on us half successfully, especially for what that Austin Peay offensive yeah. line is. Uh, this was an Austin Peay team who basically did nothing the week before versus Southern Illinois. And I don't think they were playing vanilla versus Southern yeah. Illinois to prep for the Tennessee game. So little concerning there, but uh, I just, I don't think, I think we'll know more about each team after this uh, week and see what they are. Another one where I think sort of a litmus test. Yeah. Probably two not. They've uh, been kind of been under the radar this year. Upper crust, but I think we'll find out where BYU, where Arkansas sort of sit in that lay of teams between eight and, you know, 32 here. Yeah. And these are both teams looking to move towards the top tier of their conference, looking to make that jump. BYU new to the Big 12. Um, And Arkansas seeing that, you know, both at Bama and LSU have a loss now out of conference, but still, do they smell blood in the water? Do they think, hey, 
the West may be looking for a new division winner. It's our time. You know, yeah. they still got Jefferson if he can stay healthy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm. This is another one where I don't have a good feel. I don't quite know what Arkansas is. Uh, you know, we watched BYU play Sam Houston, who's just moving to, uh, you know, out of the subdivision. But it, it's always been a pretty good football program. Yeah. They couldn't move the ball at all on BYU. And then the next week it was, uh, you know, a Southern Utah team. Uh, now, granted, that Southern Utah team went and played Arizona State to uh, a one-point game, but, yeah. you know, and Arkansas has basically uh, played nobody. So it's just hard to gauge what these are. Arkansas 8, that seems a pretty fair line. Yeah. I might have reduced it a little bit, but you're getting that extra tax uh, for the home game here. Yeah, I think way. home team, you know, that's three to four points. Yeah. Straight up, I think they're – you know, it should be three to four points. Yeah. So add those together. That gets you around eight. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's move to this one. Speaking of Oof. no <laughs> idea. I, you need to talk me out of this. Um, I saw this. Houston at home getting plus seven and a half after they burned me when I took UTSA at Houston. I'm tempted to take Houston again this well, week. Well, I... TCU may be terrible. Yes, but I... I don't think there's a way to judge. Their but defense, Houston gave up 60 points to Rice. That's my concern. Uh, I'll be know, with a little bit of extra time there. TCU's defense, I will say, looked better last week. Granted, that was for uh, someone incapable of moving the ball forward. Um, the one thing I can say in this game, I know TCU will score points. Yeah. That is about the only thing. I don't know if they can stop Houston, but... Houston tends to do things like stop themselves, which is why they painted themselves in a deep, deep hole versus Rice. Now, granted, my play of just whatever Houston does in the first half, <laughs> play the live and go the opposite. Hit yet again. <laughs> probably is the way to go. Um, but I, I, think, I think we'll know more about TCU here. Yeah. If they can sort of rewrite the ship, get back on track. Probably put them back at least into a competent football team, but if they struggle defensively again, I think we probably have to write off TCU as a at least a Big Twelve contender uh, for the year uh, this year. Yeah, I mean they've already got that one ugly loss, and if you go into Houston, who has proven to be inconsistent at best, uh, and lose that one, that's going to be a tough. They will have capable players. That's all I can say. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. this. Whether it's I gotta, managed right and channeled properly, there's no doubt. I have to talk myself out of taking this one. I, I, I've i been eyeballing it, but, I, you know, I'll jump off and Houston will win by 30. Yeah, they will get the best Houston performance yeah. in 20 years. I'll just have to be okay with it. All right. Uh, is, that a, is this a conference game this year? Is Houston in there yet? No, they aren't, are they? Yeah. No, they're back. They're at Big yeah. 12. So we're. Yeah, it's a conference <laughs> it's game. It's a conference game. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, BYU and Houston yeah. both joined this year. Yeah. All right. Old school Southwest Conference days in effect <laughs> here. Uh, TCU and Houston. Uh, last one. Uh, I don't know if this was going to be a huge, huge matchup, but it was probably Washington's first at least half legitimate test. But, a little bit uh, of a cloud over this game now. But uh, Michigan State uh, is. If the Mel Tucker contract wasn't bad before, looks worse and worse. I, I, I think it's one of those, you know, a lot of people have been jumping to conclusions on this. I think we need to wait. Yeah. 
because you know we've only heard one side of the story. We're, yeah. We need to wait on the investigation and stuff. I, I hate to try to to try to judge people before no. we know all the details, but it's ugly nonetheless. Yes, he probably should not have been making phone calls. Yeah, that he was making whether it, after midnight. Yes, <laughs> whether it was. Forced or unforced, that'll come. You out can't put well. yourself in those situations. That's exactly right. That's why you get whether it's whether whether she's accused making false accusations or not. As a responsible adult male, you have to avoid situations that could portray you in a bad yes. light like this. You're given the and he may very well be guilty of all these accusations. Yes. I just I don't want to. You know, we've only heard her side of the story yes. at this point, and you know the Michigan State's playing it safe. They're suspending yeah. him now. And then they're going to yes. find everything out. And we'll see what happens. But it's going to be hard to rally the troops now. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, also a school that uh, <laughs> isn't exactly the cloud of institution yeah. here of uh, uh, handling these things well. But, uh, you know, like you said, no judgment yet other than probably make better decisions. That's why they give you a 10-year deal with millions of dollars. Yeah. Make better decisions. Uh, any chance Michigan State has of, I mean, I it was slim before. Uh, I haven't, like, granted they've won big both weeks, but I haven't liked the way they've looked. Uh, I think I, I think this is a chance for Washington to really put themselves on the radar, and they might take advantage. Yeah, I <laughs> this could Number get ugly. Is big, uh, but it's in Washington, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get that Michigan State team ready to go okay. without their coach on that big of a road trip. Yeah, I. It was a long shot last week before this stuff dropped. Now with this stuff dropping, I, I, I don't think Michigan State is Washington scoring. team total over. Yeah, I think that would be something to look at. <laughs> uh, but I just don't think Michigan State, even before this, was capable of scoring yeah. with Washington. And now with this. There's I no think they had a fluke year the year that they thought Mel Tucker yes. was an amazing coach. And then they're like, oh, lifetime deal. Well, and, they, uh, they did the stupid thing when supposedly SEC schools started sniffing around him, especially LSU. They felt the need to throw a 10-year deal on a football coach who was – Completely unproven. I'd call semi-successful at Colorado and uh, one okay year at Michigan State. If you watched any of those games from when he won, what did he win, nine or ten games? It it wasn't exactly like they were playing dominant football with legit dudes who were great. So just a little jumping the gun and giving any coach a 10-year deal. There possibly is like two football coaches in the world I would be giving 10-year deals to. And uh, one who wins nine games or 10 games with Michigan State is not one of them. But uh, nonetheless, anything else in college? No, like I said, I think it, I think it's actually kind of a light week this year as, as in terms of marquee matchups. I think we've got a lot of interesting, could be good games, um, but probably none none that should be impacting the playoff picture and, unless we see a crazy upset happen. Yeah, uh, you know, I just—it's been a weird three weeks here for college football. Yeah, this—it seems like this year is going to be very much a wild card year. I'm looking forward to maybe seeing a different lineup in the playoffs this yeah. year. I think it—it it could be good for college football to see some different teams there. Yeah, and Clemson's it, out. Yeah, well, I say <laughs> that they beat Florida State and don't lose another game. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, uh, I think that closes up. It it just seems like there hasn't been a great mark. I know they were pumping that Texas Bama game. That was a little bit of a dud. I I think they thought they'd get something great out of Tulane and Ole Miss, and that I mean, the game was good. It just it didn't have the NFL quarterback on the other side, and well, we got Jackson Dart, who's interesting on the Ole Miss side, but. It just doesn't seem we've had the, you know, marquee, marquee college games early that we've gotten the last handful of years. So we'll see what this week's like uh, and uh, see if we get any good games this week. Uh, let's move to the NFL. All right. Fun NFL week. I, I, week one's always strange. Yeah, it's just... You think I went you, into it all optimistic. <laughs> oh, I got great winners. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You and, think you know the ooh. NFL. You don't know the NFL. No one knows the NFL. Uh, that's why the sports books love it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, I think the underdogs went something like 8-7, and seven, but I know the uh, home dogs, uh, because I had the parlay with it, uh, went something like 2-6. Uh, and six. So, who knows? Uh Couple thoughts from opening week: Who you're impressed with? Who you weren't impressed with? I think everybody has to be impressed with the Niners, uh, but you know it's sort of a mix and match thing. Uh, I'm I'm surprised to see Purdy still be as good as he is. I think that was my big takeaway in that game. Not so much that the Niners could rip, but I I mean Purdy was an efficient beast. Ball where it needed to be, when it needed to be, and it. It's just one of those things where you watched him in college. And he, he was a good college quarterback. Those Iowa State teams were good college football teams. But they were never great college football teams. He was never great college football quarterback. And then you see this and you're like, is this guy one of the top ten best quarterbacks in the yeah. NFL? With, as an efficient as he is throwing the ball and getting it to the right place. It, I think that was really good. Uh, one team that really impressed me, and I know it was the biggest margin of difference, yeah. uh, but I thought the Cowboys looked great. Uh, I know Giants equals bad, but the Cowboys just had their foot on the throat defensively the entire yeah. game. I, I that, Maybe the best defense in national football. Yeah, I think that was – and uh, I, I will say the rookie quarterbacks will get into it, but I, I thought Anthony Richardson looked pretty good and comfortable, which – of yeah. the three, I thought he looked you know, the most. I, the one I watched the most of was Bryce Young yeah. at, at Carolina. And um, there was – he had a couple of bad turnovers. They were very similar um, yeah. to um, interceptions where he didn't see the safety sitting yeah. over the middle and it just got picked off. <clears throat> but he led one drive down the field, and he looked really good. He had a moment where he was hitting his checkdowns, hitting his reads, and I think he could grow into a really good – player at, at Carolina. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe not this year, but I think if he gets a lot of good experience, he's going to develop. Yeah. I, I I watched that game on uh, Monday or Tuesday. I watched it, you know, the quick version on my NFL Plus. Yeah. And, you know, that offense just isn't very good. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I I was even hearing, I heard listened to a couple podcasts, and they were like, oh, he looked bad. And I'm like, well, what do you want? Well, I mean, I texted you. I... It was, was right like, after that drive. I didn't think he looked bad. Some bad turnovers, but what do you expect from a rookie quarterback yeah. with a weak wide receiver team? 
not a great offense. Well, honestly, line. their defense was terrible. And so, I mean, Atlanta ran the ball down their throat the whole game. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, he had some shining moments that were impressive. Yeah, they're not going to be a great team this year, but he showed the potential that he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I, that's my opinion. I did not watch it and think, oh, this guy's terrible. No, I did watch it and was like, wow, this guy's really, really smart. I, I was the one I was least impressed with was Stroud at. At Houston. Yeah. I, he also probably got dealt the hardest card yeah, he, out of all the rookie quarterbacks. And I, they, their game plan seemed to be just check it down. It's yeah. like one look if the receiver is wide open, throw it. If not, check it down. So, I, I mean, hard to judge. Plus, I think that was probably the toughest game there was there. It's just, you know, didn't see much from there. I will say I was, I was impressed with Richardson. That one now. I mean, we knew he could make throws. I yeah. mean, we we I we both watched that him. game was very competitive. Yeah. We watched him in college and was like, this guy's got something. It's just that one needed to be molded, and it looked more competent than I think I thought coming in yeah. early. That's definitely a team. I think a year or two from now, if they get some more weapons around yeah. him, could be pretty good. I I might not head first run him. Quite as much protect that body for a little. Yeah, bit. you might want to keep him uh, in the in the field of play for more than half the season. Yeah, that it. The first touchdown run, I didn't mind. It, it was that. Now I think some of that was him. He saw it and tucked it. But that one at the end, where they're just trying to get a garbage miracle comeback. Maybe don't have him take that shot. Yeah. Uh, now he's a big dude. It, it's not, you know, like Bryce Young who. It does look very small out there, yeah. but uh, I, I was impressed with Richardson, and uh, the Colts team looked better than I thought they would, at, at least offensively. They hung with that Jags team for a little bit. Now, uh, you know, whether he can do that every week, probably a question, but I, I will say, of the rookies, I was most impressed with Richardson. I was like, wow, he... Yeah. <laughs> It makes you just think if he had stayed in Florida one more year, uh, it would have been interesting. Uh, let's talk the Thursday game, Chiefs-Lions, because it was probably the best matchup with two of the, I'd say, top teams. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to go Mike Tirico and say full asterisk here, but, you know, Gosh. you know, it's an NFL game. We're going to have it all year long where guys are going to be. I mean, there's going to be injuries. It's part of the game. Yeah. You can't say there's going to, needs to yeah. be an asterisk when a player's out. But you are starting to see, you know, the Chiefs, they've been playing a, a, a thin line. They've yeah. been riding the last three years where they get talented receivers. Eh, we've got Mahomes. We'll replace you with somebody yeah. else. But they've always had guys like they had the Mecole Hardman. Yeah. They had some of these other guys behind that were adequate and serviceable. I think they've dug themselves a little too deep yeah. at receiver talent, and they don't quite have the guys, and, and they really miss Kelsey in well, this that's, game. Well, I think they can't win without Kelsey, whereas I think I, I a couple years ago when they had Hill and uh, uh, Watkins and stuff like that, Kelsey was the epitome of the offense, but they could lose him for a game or two. I, I, I think if anybody, any you know big-time receivers hit the market before – uh, trade deadlines. Devontae, yeah, uh, who you know, I thought looked really good. He's uh, just a good Mike receiver. Evans. Uh, I th I think who also looked really good. <laughs> uh, I think the Chiefs may be in the market for somebody. Yeah, uh, especially the, if you know Kelsey's health is going to be a question throughout the year. The Hopkins signing would have been nice because well we'll get to that team's quarterback play here in a second. 
Um, but, you know, uh, Lions defensively, I thought, looked improved. Offense was a little shaky. It found its points here and there. But, I mean, I think we expect, especially when the Lions are at home in the Dome, this offense will get yeah. to and I'm, I've been really impressed with golf, yeah. uh, mainly just ball control. They, yeah. I've, he's setting records on uh, – Passes without an interception right yeah. now. Uh, Chiefs, I, I I don't get – I worry about the receivers more in the playoffs. I think they'll win their – Well, their standard. division's yeah. pretty winnable. Yeah, um, I think we watched the Broncos and Raiders and we're not overly impressed. And then anyone who watched the Chargers do what the Chargers yeah, do. Yeah, great offense, <laughs> horrendous defense. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing their head coach isn't a defense guy so <laughs> anyway uh chiefs lions was interesting i i think the other interesting one we, we talked about it a little satan's titans um did we learn about, anything from this game at all i i think we learned ryan Tannehill might be done i i honestly was questioning during the game should they just go ahead and throw one of those those young guys well, out that's, there? I've, because they're not. What are they gaining from Tanner? Well, that's why I was. He threw three interceptions. Yes, and uh, it probably could have been six, and and, and, <laughs> only, and only had like 150 yards passing. That's what you want to keep in there. I mean, heck, I mean, throw those guys out there. At worst, they duplicate what he just did. Well, that's what I, I almost sent you the text because I at did, least then you know what those. Guys I didn't are know in. if you thought I was joking, but I. I Think I started to become serious towards that second half, like, and and the Saints were dropping interceptions. That's what too. I mean. Like it, he definitely could have thrown four or five. It was three. I think it could have been six. I saw a couple <laughs> go right off the defender's hands, and I was like, "Oh, and, it was ugly." Um, and I wanted to be like, "Do we just put Willis in here?" Well, this game. What I wonder right is, is how long the stars on the Titans are going to be cool with Tannehill being the starter yeah. if he keep, continues to perform like this. The, Quarterback play looked bad, bad, and I thought the Saints, we don't know how both defenses could have been really good. Yeah. I think that's what was hard to gauge here. We know the Saints defense has good players on it. Uh, Titans defense looked pretty solid. Uh, that might have played a little I, I, bit I am a it. little annoyed. I texted you about this. There was a clear fumble that they called an yeah. incomplete pass that the Titans recovered, and they got it where they recovered it, but... Bayard was going to the end yeah. zone with that, and that pretty much changed the game right then and there yeah. because if they get a touchdown there, they may be grabbing momentum. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little disappointed in that, but sometimes that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, talk about the decision-making at the end, which I think feeds into the quarterback play. I think that's why it confused me so much. Uh, you know, down four, fourth and 12, or third and 12, they get the – Probably six yards to make it about a fourth and six. But it was on like the what? Eight yards from the goal line. Yeah. Ten yards from the goal line. It. I could see the end zone from the view. And just a weird coaching decision by Brable. You, you don't get much. Uh, kicks a field goal to make it a one-point game. They never get the ball back. I I, I mean, it's, it's still a, a touchdown game if you go yeah. for it and don't get and it. And you have to get the stop. Yeah. You, either way, you're having to get the stop. So I, 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 I mean, you got to go for the touchdown there. Every That's, everyone was scratching their heads on that decision, um, and they 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 did actually a couple times almost get the ball yeah. back, um, and until they gave up a 50 yeah. yard bomb and yeah. and the game was over. But um, 
it's just one of those decisions where you're a genius if you pull it off or you're an idiot if you don't. And he did not pull it off, so I yeah. thought it was a stupid decision. The, the thing that confused me, as we mentioned, it, they hadn't really scored or driven down very much all game. So you're depending on a stop, no timeouts, all of a sudden this offense that hadn't basically done anything with a quarterback who hadn't done anything all game. They're like, oh, with a minute 15, we're going to drive 45 yards, get us in field goal and kick it. Though we haven't done that pretty much the whole game. It Confusing decision. Yeah. Not one Brable, not a coaching one I see Brable. Normally I like a lot of his coaching decisions. This was not one of them. Yeah, it seemed weird. and It seemed just to make the score close. And in eight weeks we go, well, it was a one-point game versus the Saints. <laughs> You know, I think we already got that today. From we did get it, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes, but they kicked a meaningless field goal with two minutes left to just make the score closer. Uh, we're gonna go into Bucks Vikings because uh, I think I warned you about this. Well, you three know, different days. Well, it's funny. Week. I thought the Vikings were gonna handle this because I hate the Bucks. Uh, I think they're mm-hmm. a terrible team this year, but. The Vikings are exactly what they've been for, like, yep. three years now. They went into halftime, and I'm pretty sure Cousins had, like, 320 yards That's passing correct. at halftime. I texted you. I was like, he's going to break the passing mm-hmm. record in this game. Um, he threw for about 30 yards in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and it, uh, turnover, turnover. And turnover, turnover, then the turnover to pretty much seal up the game. Um, I will say the Bucks didn't look. No. Atrocious defense looked okay. Uh, Baker was not, he wasn't the worst quarterback on the field, I'll say that. I, he's another one that, can he still healthy? Are you playing like that? I don't know. He was taking a lot of hits. I mean, Evans, they still got some dudes. Yeah. And in a game like that, first the Vikings, which probably should just be the poster for Kirk Cousins put up his numbers and every meaningful play in the game. Does not succeed, but every sort of meaningless play in the game certainly is worth a 30- or 40-yard pass. But, uh, you know, the Vikings are what they are. We'll see what the Bucks can do. They're I mean, certainly in a division where it's takeable. Ah, uh, my Falcons. <laughs> yeah. I like the Falcons. Desmond Ritter was back there <laughs> dropping two-yard dives all over the place. They looked real confident in having him drop back and pass a lot. I think they threw, what, 15 times? 12? It was not very many. Uh, Dolphins-Chargers, probably the best game on the day. Probably the most entertaining yeah. game. Uh, Tyreek Hill was open a whole lot. <laughs> uh, I thought Tua was awesome throwing yeah. darts. Hill was awesome. Waddle was awesome. The Dolphins' offense looked awesome. Uh, Chargers offense looked awesome in stretches and awful in stretches, and the Chargers defense looked atrocious. Uh, Darwin James is really good. That's about all I can say good on the Chargers defense. Yeah, this game was back and forth, and uh, it just seemed like every time the Chargers would would jump ahead, Dolphins would close that lead instantly and and go down and score again. And and Tyreek Hill was just getting the ball at will. Yeah. Uh, he had to leave the game a couple times just to take a breather because he was running all over the place. But as soon as he came in, 
you knew where the ball was going, and he was getting it anyway. Yeah, and if it wasn't him, it was Waddle, and if it wasn't him, it was River Crawcraft, and if it wasn't him, Mostert looked good too. Uh, this might be the year the Dolphins win the AFC East. I was going to ask. Uh, now it shifted a little bit. Now, you know, we're going to go a little overvalued, undervalued after a couple of these blowouts. I, I don't think I put the Bills quite on that list yes, yet from that uh, game, but I. I liked the way the Dolphins looked. And then the way they closed that game where once they had that, they just sacked Herbert three straight times. Their defense doesn't have to be great. Yeah, It's just got to find a handful of play. It's got to be a little like the Chiefs where they got a couple of guys on the defensive line to make a couple plays and just let that offense work. But uh, I just hope everybody stays healthy. Yeah. I, if that – if that offense stays healthy, it's going to light people up. Uh, we already talked rookie quarterbacks. Uh, talked Jets a little bit. It was uh, very hell, unfortunate. Hell of a season. It was. <laughs> They're still a good team. Um, I, I guess they're just going to have to roll the dice with Zach Wilson. I don't know if there's really any free agents you could bring in. That would be better. Than that would be better would. than Zach Wilson. Not really. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's unfortunate. I, I feel for Jets fans. I really do. I thought he was going to be, I, I think there's a chance Zach Wilson can play NFL quarterback. Yeah. Now, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. I, but, I mean, this team is still capable of being a playoff yeah, football team. I think they can. They've got a really good defense. Yes. And if, you know, you, know, you want to go into how the Jets have managed Zach Wilson in his years there. Probably some problems there, but I, I think there's a quarterback in there somewhere. I, you know, ship him over to San Francisco and Brett Purdy in there. <laughs> we might be telling different stories on how great one is and the other isn't. But uh, we'll see where the Jets go. Um, you know, it maybe can sneak to that 9-10 win mark. That was important to grab that win there. Uh, yeah. Because it's sort of one they sort of stole because – they didn't look great. Buffalo didn't look great either, but uh, you know, I Buffalo certainly looked like the better team once. Rogers I was I was there. proud of the fight back from New England yeah. after that terrible start they had. They really ground their way back into being competitive yeah, in the game with they the Eagles. Did. Uh, but you know, good win by the Eagles too. Yeah. I mean, go into yeah New England and on win Brady Day on Brady Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I didn't want to break down all the games this okay. week, but I, I wanted to look at a couple of the, you know, sort of games that blowouts because probably the biggest overreaction like betters make is from week one to week two. Mm. You, you mentioned it. We see the Cowboys play. They went 40 to nothing. You know, good win, defense, great. But also uh, the first eight minutes of that game, pretty much everything that could go wrong for the Giants went wrong and everything that could go wrong for the Cowboys Went right, and there were a couple others in there. So I'm curious what you make of these lines. Uh, we'll start out with the Bengals, who uh, uh, didn't even look like a professional football team over the weekend. Yeah. Maybe it was rain. Maybe it was Burrow. We both thought the Bengals would start a little slow, but that line looked bad. Uh, their receivers that line's looked, been bad for three yeah. years. The receivers did not look great. Burrow did not look great. The defense, I did. They didn't not. look ready to play. Yeah, uh, I mean that. That's what I mean. They looked like they were half asleep. And they go because because you know Cleveland did not look good. No, I that's I was gonna say it wasn't like I thought 
Watson was out there dropping dimes all over the place. Yeah. He if Burrow didn't look as bad as he did, I think we'd have some questions about Watson as well cuz I thought he yeah. sort of looked like garbage as well, but they play the Ravens here. I I mean other Achilles blowout Dobbins. Gosh, that's that's yeah. sad. You know, yeah. I had him uh in my fantasy. I I was I didn't have any top dog running backs, but I had a lot of good decent yeah. ones and he was one of them. Have he was having a good day. Mm-hmm. And then it was over. Yeah. It, you know, you feel bad for the Rodgers thing, but at least well, he's, he's had a full and, and career. When Dobbins hasn't got his contract yet. Yeah. And he was in the midst of a little bit of a holdout. I don't think he got paid. He did not. And, you know, this ACL, you know, Achilles, he's been banged up basically since he got drafted. You wonder how long he's going to last. And I mean, this is, he's the reason why I don't totally, I understand why the football guys, Hold out because yeah, basically this guy's career it will be a long shot. Well, my thing is, is for him to get back and get a contract. Organizations don't care about loyalty. Yeah, it's a business. They're looking out for them. The players got to look out for the yeah. players. I mean, they just they they can't afford to, and it's just unfair because situations like this happen, and now he's probably not going to get paid. Yeah. and uh, and he's going to. It might be a training camp invite to see if he can do anything, and once yeah. you're in that mode, you. Career's pretty much done unless... So, yeah, if you're in a position to get paid, you need to make sure you get paid. Yeah. And the Dobbins thing is a little sad because I think we both... I definitely, when he got drafted by the Ravens, I was like, that's going to be a nice little... Yeah. Just a continuation of the Ravens. He fits their, their their offensive game and plan very well. never hit. Yeah. Uh, you know, injuries killed it. But Ravens, Bengals, do we get a better Bengals this week or... Do we think that continues slow start here and the Ravens sort of uh, catch another one I th- here? I think the Bengals are going to have to rally the troops and circle the wagons here because this is another divisional game. Yeah. And and what we say is probably the tightest division in yeah. the NFL. Well, we they, got the other one next, too, that we're uh, going to talk about. They need this win. Yeah. And the Bengals are talented. I, th- I think they rally, and I think they turn it around a little bit this week. Uh, I think there's some there's some there's actually some good value taking the Bengals. Yeah. You, you flip things, too. They, they haven't played – Oddly enough, they have not played the Browns well in, you know, like 10 years. You know, as bad as the Browns have been, they have played the Ravens well uh, the last handful of years. So, I'm also interested to see how well the Ravens play offensively, especially without Dobbins. Yeah, uh, we'll see what they have there. Uh, uh, I think they, they lost two guys on the defensive side of the ball, too. Their other corner went out. So, you know, things starting to get a little thin on that Ravens side of the defense. But we'll see what the Bengals look like. I'd probably stay away from the Bengals. I w- well, I probably won't grab the Ravens, but I didn't like what I saw. I think I'm going to need to see the Bengals start to feel a little bit more yeah. smooth than just be real aggressive on him here in week two. You got the flip-flop side of things on the Browns, who looked really, really good. Now this is usually when they go and uh, look awful in a game. Uh, but... I, I'm not sure you could look much more awful than the Steelers looked on uh, Sunday. How much of that was the Niners? I don't know, but Pickett did not look like a very good quarterback. Uh, defense did not look great. Uh, yeah. I read Hampton's going to be out. That's a huge miss in the middle of the Pittsburgh D. Uh, continue on with uh, Brown's life here. and The season of greatness is coming. Or Steelers sort of 
button down the hatches here and come back I, better than they looked in uh, week one. I was not impressed with the Browns win. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it had more to do with the Cincinnati being really, really bad. Because even though the score was big, yeah, if you watch that game, it, yeah. it Browns did not run away with it until the last part of that fourth quarter. And I, and I think the 49ers just might be that good. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not reading t- as much into the Steelers' loss as you are. Um, and, and, and you know Tomlin's such a great coach. Um, I think they bounce back. I don't know if they get the win. I think this is going to be a very tightly contested game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to overreact to the Steelers yet, but I need some improvement from Pickett this week. Yeah. Uh, I was also disappointed. I've got Najee Harris in fantasy, yeah. and he didn't do a whole lot. Now, I will say uh, – the Browns' offense did not look – the Browns' defense looked yeah. really, really good. Well, uh, they've, they've had that for yeah. years. I, I didn't want to totally crap on the Browns. Uh, the offense looked yeah. porous, but the defense looked like a behemoth that could get on top of the quarterback. And if they get up like they did in that game and, and that line can just start rushing the passer, uh, your quarterback's going to be having a bad day. This one's interesting because uh, it's it's a good good. You can't look much better than the 49ers did. And uh, I don't think we saw the receiver combination <laughs> with the Rams popping out like it did. But uh, I-, I will say I thought Stafford looked healthy and yeah. capable of moving around and got the ball where it went. And there's still enough quality defenders on the Rams that yeah. they caused the Seahawks problems. And he was finding he was finding Higby, he was finding uh, uh, Puka. Puka and uh, Tutu. Yeah. The combo of Puka and Tutu, <laughs> the best wide receiver deal. Um and he, and and they were open. Mm-hmm. They were they were finding a lot of space against uh Seattle. Uh I was impressed. I, I really thought the Rams were gonna come out weak yeah. and, and bad this year. And they, they really hung tough and looked looked like a playoff team. Yeah, uh, if Stafford can be that now, we, we got the reverse here too. The Rams always play the Seahawks well. They never play the Niners well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, do the Niners keep this rolling or do you expect Rams to stay sort of spunky here? I, I was impressed, especially that second half, with how well sort of Stafford moved in that pocket and got the ball to, you know, their guys. I think this is one I may eyeball the over. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot of points in this one. Interesting. All right. Uh, speaking of the team the Rams played, the Seahawks. Uh, we were Seahawks. big on the Seahawks' futures chances, and uh, those seem to be I don't fading look, fast. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. Geno did not look. I'm not jumping off the Steelers' bandwagon quite yet, uh, but this one I, I probably opened the train door. And staring at whether to do a little hop off here. Uh, Seahawks' first half looked all right. That second half, I don't know what to make of it. Didn't they just pay Gino a lot of money, too? It wasn't a ton. It wasn't a ton. So Because they've got a ton of weapons. Yes. Um, but he doesn't get them the ball very well. Uh, he did it last year, but it, it's really struggled. I, I think that's the I question. mean, it's, it's one game. Yeah. So, but... At what point do the Seahawks look at their future and be like, maybe we just lose a lot this year. We get someone to slide in to play quarterback with all these weapons and we get a fast turnaround. Well, I think that's 
because is it Geno Smith of last year, or was that just one of those weird outlier years that in uh, forty years when we're old, like remember that year Geno Smith was good, yeah, uh, because he was awful the next year, and uh, I mean I don't think they moved the ball five yards in that they second looked, half. They looked they looked fine in the first half, yeah, and and looked like they were in control of the game, and then just disappeared. Yeah, it, but. I was watching, the, you know, I had all the games on. I was watching it first half. I was like, okay, this is normal Seahawks. That second half started, and I kept, I'm like, the Seahawks haven't moved the ball two yards in this yeah. second half. And I was like, the Rams are just, the Seahawks defense, this is why I, I ju- Seahawks defense did not look great, especially in that second half. I mean, we make our jokes about Tutu and Pookie, but... Uh, I mean, that probably shouldn't be carving up your secondary, yeah. uh, you know. And it, it the defense concerned me and whether that was just a weird outlier from Geno last year and we get more what we're used to from Geno Smith. So not quite there. Lions this week, another tough game. This could be an 0-2 Seahawks. Yeah, I, I think it will be. Yeah, especially with the way that defense looked. Yeah. I, I need to see improvement. Uh, we might be And the inconsistency on yeah. offense. Yes. Uh, we might, I might be off that scene. We might be crossing off the <laughs> Seahawks' futures <laughs> pretty quick here. Uh, the one who did look really good, uh, yeah. Packers. Yeah. Jordan Love looked good. Running game looked good. Defense looked really, really good. Are we overreacting here? Uh, they play the Falcons, who I, I don't want to say look good. They looked like the Falcons. I mean, they did play the Bears. Yes, the Falcons played the Panthers. So that is true. I I think this one's hard to predict because I don't think we think explosiveness out of the Falcons. I think we think they can run the ball really well and control the game. Packers, I I think their defense is good. I are. Is that a normal Jordan Love performance? Because I actually thought he's not a rookie quarterback, but he looked like a smart quarterback who got the ball where it needed to be, and he didn't even have Christian Watson in this game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they looked looked solid. Um, This is going to be a fun one to watch. I don't know if I'll bet on this one or not. Yeah, I probably won't bet because it needs to be a wait and see. I'm a little angry I didn't do more on the Packers, and I got – a little too freaked out. Now, granted, up into the point when I was making my bets, that there might not have been a Dobbs too. That yeah. was, <laughs> and I and be- he made a lot of yeah, their plays. I, I became a little more concerned when it wasn't Watson and Dobbs yeah. going to be in there. Uh, but once it was Dobbs, I, I put a little bit on the Packers. Then uh, the team the Packers played, uh, the defense looked atrocious. Yeah, uh, Justin Fields looked atrocious until the last eight minutes of the game where. Magically, uh, fantasy numbers came. So, Justin Fields is... Uh, He's a, just not a passer. A tough fantasy quarterback still maintains. But uh, I think this Bears team might be pretty bad. But, that being said, I, I, I'm i not real aggressive on taking the Bucks minus three here. <laughs> that seems like a scary prospect. Um, can we play the under 24 <laughs> points in this game? Yeah. This one is interesting. It's almost, I haven't talked myself into it. It's really early, but if you're giving me Bears plus, I 
I might. I mean, are, do we think that highly of the Bucks now? Just That's what I'm just because they beat the Vikings. I'm like, where do we get respect here? Because the Vikings basically threw that game away uh, to them. I don't know. I I have. The, I mean, the Vikings moved the ball at will that yes. entire game and still lost That's because that's correct. what the Vikings do. Correct. And but a couple bad turnovers, a breakdown on a defensive but play. Fields might actually be able to play offense against the Bucks. That's what I'm wondering. Can we get a little Bears here? And they they aren't as bad as they looked first. The Getting Packers. points is kind of nice. That's where I'm at. But. Uh, <laughs> That one will be a very, very late decision. That's a we call that the twelve fifty eight. Do I talk myself into the Bears uh, versus the Bucks uh, after what I saw from the Bears last week? I, I'm interested in that one because uh, I I don't know if I can live in the world where the Bucks are two and zero either. So yeah. it's an interesting one. We're gonna go Giants here. Uh, you know we talked about Oof. it a little bit. Basically, everything that could go wrong did. In can that can they have a snap and clear mentality That's and, what, and start their season over this week? Do we wipe that away now? Road five and a half point or favorites. Always a little nerve wracking, but uh, you know we we didn't talk about the uh, Washington football team playing the Cardinals. Uh, They're the Commanders now. Okay, there. I think there's a petition out to become the Redskins again. So. <laughs> yeah, that'll get over uh both teams were bad in the cardinals washington game uh that that was on the bottom corner you can tell it did not get turned to other than watching sam howell give the cardinals a handful of points but the cardinals not being able to do anything i also think that the cardinals they may have some players that want to be competitive but i think the organization as a whole wants caleb williams and i think they're going to try to lose games i think so as well um I think this is a good chance for the Giants to get That's one what back. I was going to I think it is. Wipe it, go in, get one back, forget the Cowboy game ever happened. We'll see what it comes. Uh, I was not impressed with the Cardinals. Now that being said, I, I was not impressed with I mean, Washington. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is we weren't exactly impressed with the Giants either. Yes. Uh, so we'll see, but I, I think this is more their level of, they win these games. Yeah. This is how they won games last year. They yeah. beat. The teams they should have beaten. Um, Cowboys looked as great as ever. Uh, We're going to get a lot of Zach Wilson in primetime this year because they had all these games scheduled for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I know. Uh, (laughs) The other thing is, if you had taken the early line on this on Sunday, it was Cowboys minus three. (laughs) So uh, if you could have predicted the Aaron Rodgers injury, you could have had a nice little Sunday line of minus three Cowboys. It's nine and a half now. Um, Boy, that's disrespect in the Jets. That's what I... I like the Cowboys. I thought they played well defensively. Yeah. that's. What, Can their offense cover a 10-point spread? Are we thinking that... Because Cow- if you go and watch that game, the Cowboys offense legit didn't have to do anything. Well, I mean, the defense and special teams <laughs> combined with two two touchdowns. Yes. And then seven sacks. And got them the ball back a couple times on, on, their on side. Yeah, on their side of the field. I mean, they... They accounted for over half their points. Yes. If you look at the the you know gaining possession yes. on the Giants' side of the Correct. field, so the offense didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So that's what I I was a little stunned. This was and the Jets' defense is still one of the best nine and a in half. the country now. Yeah, they will probably cause havoc, and the Jets won't score much. But I'm 
how much are we thinking the Cowboys are going to score here? I don't One know. and a half seemed like a lot. That's the biggest a, spread this week. A large it? jump. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I, I, I think it's an odd. I wouldn't feel comfortable ever taking the Cowboys minus nine and a half. That's what I was ever. living. Now, do I live in the world where I go Jets on the road here uh, with season let down? Uh, maybe they can bounce back from that, but it's got to be a little head hanging yeah. in there. I mean, I think they probably had talked themselves that they could be Super Bowl contenders. I, I think you know now. You probably aren't Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. You can still get in the playoffs. Maybe make a little bit of a run, but... Maybe. Yeah. AFC's going to be tough. That's what I mean. Playoff yeah. spots are going to be a premium in the AFC. Correct. So I I don't know, but you can at least talk yourself into that. I, yeah. You no longer can talk yourself probably into a championship level. Big week. All our picks come and Be sure to like and subscribe and watch all our shows. Dynamite David will have his college and soccer picks probably out Thursday night, uh, Friday morning. He'll have his, uh, you know... Thursday night, NFL, same game play oh, yeah. for us. And uh, he'll have his NFL picks. We'll probably do that uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, somewhere in that window. Uh, my picks probably come out Friday night, uh, you know, Saturday, maybe even Sunday. Uh, we do a little bit more <laughs> last-minute sort of uh, thinking there, but you'll get all our picks, so be sure to follow. Greenlight Network on GLN TV on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast. That's our show, and we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time. <laughs>